0: What is up, Cowboy Nation? It is week two, or week three of season (laughs) two of the Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Mitch. Coming back tonight, we have both Wayne and Daniel with us. Wayne, how's it going, man? Going good. You happy with this audio? Oh, it sounds much better. I think everybody's going to be much more happy with that. And of course, we have uh, Daniel coming back from. Uh, well, no, he's not coming back from anything. Just coming back to record again for us and be our uh, our editor extraordinaire. So, Daniel, what's going on this week?
1: No, listen. You 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 segued right into a perfect uh, trash talk for me. Um, by the whole coming back thing. So, just for everybody out there, so you know. Um, I was down by 35 points last night in fantasy with only Aaron Jones left to play and he got me 38 points. So yes, I am coming back from a major deficit to go two and O in my fantasy league. So you weren't wrong.
0: That's impressive. Uh, That's impressive. Very,
1: very impressive.
0: Good deal. Well, congratulations on that. I went zero and three in all of my leagues this week. So there's that
1: sucks to Rough suck
0: week for me. Yeah, it does. Um, But who didn't suck this week? Uh, The Dallas Cowboys. Um, Of course, this is our week three podcast. So we are going to review week two game against the Chargers, which was an exciting game. And then, uh, of course, we are going to look forward to the game against Philly coming up on Monday night. Conference matchup division matchup between Philly and at home our first home game of the 2021 season so should be fun to talk about tonight so um without further ado we'll jump into our week two review um of course if you got to watch the game on on sunday it was a really close tight played game throughout um cowboys jumped out pretty quickly but uh then they went pretty stagnant for the second and third quarters um which you know Really, Los Angeles used that to close the gap and, um, it came down to the fourth quarter where it was, uh, um, you know, pretty much tied or back and forth the rest of that game. So, um, we had, uh, oh, we just got a question in for tonight. That's good. Um, so of course, uh, game winning drive coming down to, um, the leg of Greg, the Greg, the leg Zerline, And, um, I know myself doubted that it was going to go through and we'd probably going to end up losing it over time because we had terrible clock management. Um, but Greg, the leg pulls out a 56 yarder as time expires to win the game 20 to 17. Dallas goes uh, gets the win going away, coming home for matchup in the division. So um, as I opened up last week, um, well, first off, before we get to our one good and one bad or one positive, one negative from last week's game, let's go over our score predictions from last week and see who won that and our bold predictions and see if anybody got, any, uh, got anywhere there. <clears throat> um, so last week I predicted – That Dallas would win 30 to 24, and that Zeke would go over 100, and Amari Cooper and CD would both go over 100 yards. Um, That didn't come to fruition. Zeke had 100 or didn't have 100 yards, he had 71 yards. Uh, Tony Pollard actually broke 100 with um, 109 yards, and then CD had 81 yards, and Amari. Um, only got 24 yards, so rough game for him, and uh, definitely did not win the bold prediction. Um, let's look at what Daniel predicted. Daniel predicted 34 to 24 Dallas, and D Law would have two or more sacks. <laughs> well, D D Law got hurt, of course. So then uh, we gave him, I gave him an alibi, and he changed his alibi. to.
1: I don't know if that's the correct yeah. word to use there.
0: It is. It's um, a military thing, so you wouldn't get it. Uh, um, yeah. So cool. then he decided that he was going to choose um, that we would get, what was it, two turnovers and a defensive touchdown? Yeah. Which – Close, um,
1: close, but not yeah. no no touchdown.
0: Close, but no touchdown, so – um, neither of our bold predictions were correct. Um, and then Wayne's bold prediction was Zeke would have 200 all-purpose yards and three touchdowns. Um, unfortunately, <clears throat> Zeke... Well, if he would have got Pollard's carries, he probably would <laughs> he, <but. laughs> yeah. he may have, yeah. But, now that's an yeah. entirely new development within the Cowboys regime. So Zeke didn't even break 100 yards combined, and uh, he did have one, one rushing touchdown. So... Um, None of our bold predictions were correct. Uh score predictions. Um 30 to 24 me, 34 24 Daniel, 38 23 Wayne. Um I scored uh picked the lowest score so I win. Um so that's how that goes.
1: I think that you should only win well, if you were uh, at least close. I mean, you know like I won. yeah, yeah, you were but but the thing is is like like think of this as like price is right. It's closest without going over. And you went well, over, so
0: we all went over, and I'm the yeah, host, so, so I decided that I won. All right, so um, there's that. All right, it. so that being said, find a um, new producer, then
1: <laughs> I never win. That
0: being said, I know you won't. Um, Wayne, how about you give us one positive and one negative that you saw from the game on Sunday?
2: So I had two positives and they both started with a P. Pollard and Parsons. I thought Parsons did really well rushing the passer. I believe there was some crazy stat about how he had like stats that rivaled Bosa in his rookie year. Um, I want to say that he might even have been the highest ranked or second highest ranked defensive player rushing the passer so far this year. Um, with his grade at PFF or something, had a grade on him, I think. Um, it was crazy, something he hasn't done. I mean, I know he lined up on the end as a linebacker at Penn State, but he really hadn't played primarily defensive end since probably like his freshman year of high school. Um, I thought Pollard showed a lot of pop. Um, He, I mean, we know who he is, we know what he is but you're paying that much money to Zeke, so you kind of assume that Zeke's going to see more. Um, But our coaching staff has shown that they aren't scared to let Pollard uh, run with it whenever he gets hot, and that happens quite often. So really it's a a tough uh, fantasy decision, especially if you're an owner of one of the two of them because it's just i'm used to zeke just having crazy good games and big numbers and uh we're just not going to see that if we see big numbers fantasy wise it's going to usually come from our quarterback or our wide receivers um yeah i think we're just looking at a new two back system so those are all positives um negatives i really wasn't very happy about how we ended the game Uh, we just kind of we're going to settle for like a 50 or 60 yard field goal it seemed like and no one really cared um i know i spoke to daniel earlier and he said that um there was a article or news that came out that said that our coaches couldn't see a clock or something
1: i don't know the, the clock actually or went people. out like the yeah, clock just... people
2: that make millions of dollars a year and stuff like that though like it's just a crazy yeah. thing
0: yeah not... To me, that's the, the the most bogus excuse I've ever heard. That that's a brand new state of the art facility, and you're telling me they have one clock? I highly doubt that they have one clock. Well, no. And like, I also saw that that the the one clock that um that Kellen Moore was watching was being blocked. Well, fucking move then! If it's yeah. being blocked, moves to somewhere else. I mean, you all have radio sets. I mean, it's just it's inexcusable. You can look at the freaking gigantic scoreboard right in front of your freaking face on the other side and tell when what the clock is. That That's the, it was Bush league. That's a terrible excuse. Yeah. Don't give me that. I also,
2: shit. It's it's really funny though, this year, especially like last game to hear like excuses or, or, or explanations from some of our coaches. Um, I don't know if you saw, but uh, uh fossil defended his, uh, position at the end of the first half to send the house to block the punt that we ended up getting a running into the kicker or roughing the kicker, even though we got held and thrown into the kicker. Um, He said, pretty sure Dallas Cowboys fans like to go after it. So I gave them what they wanted. Anyways, I just thought that was funny. Yeah.
0: I mean, I didn't have so much of a problem with that. That happens. I mean, that's just, you know, Guys, putting all their effort into it, and it happens. I mean, like you said, he has blocked into it. Yeah, I just and, thought
2: about his reasoning was
0: instead of just like, oh yeah, we
2: got a crappy end of the stick on on that decision. It was well, you know, Cowboys fans like to see stuff like that, so I went ahead and did it.
0: Yeah, kind of, kind of odd, but um, yeah. I mean, I I, I agree with your your positives for sure. Um and your negative I I probably would have said the same thing. So um Daniel, how about you for positives and negatives from the game last week?
1: Um, well my positive was Terrence Steele. I mean stepping in for Collins. And like I said last week, like I didn't have too mu- too many worries about him taking that spot because of all of the time that he spent there last year he did a good job actually did uh, no that's 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 wrong he did a great job at that position filling in and it gives me hope for the future that you know once collins does come back we have we have a little bit of depth there of people that are reliable on our offensive line um
2: Joey bosa like you shared that graphic. It was like zero of everything, like QB hits, sacks, um, tackle for loss, everything. Terrence yeah, Steele,
0: where was that? Joey Let
2: me see here. It was in a game day. Uh, that's
0: what I'm looking for. Um, zero,
2: yeah. tack, zero tackle for loss, zero quarterback hits. Oh yeah, Terrence Steele. Yep. Yeah. Cowboys weekly is one. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, well, and mean, that was that
2: was my last year. I think a lot of people are confused by that just because Lyle's out. And, I mean, last year it was Lyle that wasn't playing. It was Steele that was playing. Yeah,
1: yeah that's like, true. That was one, of my, and it was one of my concerns from last week, too, was Joey Bosa. And, you know, at, uh, in the same one fell swoop, Terrence Steele wiped out that concern for me. And Derwin James didn't seem to be much of an issue last or this week because we game plan for a run-heavy offense. And that was another one of my positives is that it seems to me, and this kind of plays off of what Wayne said about Zeke being, you know, he's like obviously the highest paid running back on the team and he's one of those, you know, franchise players. That the, the coaching staff is scheming up these games and the Cowboys as a whole look completely different than I remember seeing them in years. It's it's not the same offense every week. It's not the same defense every week. It's game specific. It's versatile. What we've been asking for. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I agree, and and you know having um, you know having the the offensive play set being or the offensive playbook being like pretty much feels like it's just open, like they can just do or run anything they want to run. that you know, that really changes a lot of things for the dynamics of this team. And then, you know, Dan Quinn, uh, honestly, I don't think you can overlook his addition to this defense. Just it it's gonna I think it's gonna be the difference for sure. Mm-hmm. And um depending on how healthy we can stay through the season, um, you could see a lot of really big things coming from this defense.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I know.
0: So um go ahead.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, I mean, um I didn't get well one, I didn't get to my negatives, but um or were we doing negatives yet? I don't know. Anyway, but back to the Yeah, Zeke, go ahead and
0: give your negative, I forgot, the, sorry.
1: The the Zeke thing, the the point that I was trying to get to there was that typically in in recent Cowboys history, it wasn't about who's the best player on the uh, on the team to play a position. It was more of who was getting paid the most and they deserved that time on the field and that's completely changed like Jalen's not taking every snap Zeke's not taking every snap you know like some of these positions where there is somebody as good or better you know obviously with Zeke and Pollard they're both they're two completely different styles of running backs and they're both great so having that to play off each other is great for an offensive scheme but like as far as defense goes you know Jalen Smith is like fourth or fifth on our depth chart for linebacker. He's still out there and he's still I'm pretty sure he's leading the team in tackles. Um I don't have that stat in front of me, but he's good at one thing and he's finally in that position to be able to make those type of plays. Um negative, we'll get to that. Um and it it's the same thing as last week. It's penalties. I mean, you know, we need to clean up. We need to get a little bit better. And just, you know, Get rid of, like, you know, there's going to be penalties in the game. Nate Newton said it best last week. It's like, you know, you want to have like like 35 to 40 yards in penalties is kind of like your your limit of what you want to, you know, that's okay to kind of get to. But whenever you're going, you know, above that, I think last week during the Bucks it was like 80 yards or something like that. Like you want to keep that as low as you possibly can because in a game that's as close as this, I mean, you saw with the, with the Chargers, those penalties in the red zone killed him. Yeah, they would have won this game if it wasn't for all those. Uh, there's what two touchdowns called back. So it just shows you, like, one, it's nice to have those go our way for once, and then it's uh, something that we need to clean up too, so it doesn't hurt us in close games. So.
0: Yeah, um. So actually, our right now our leading tackler is uh, Ron Curse and Anthony Brown tied for 16, well, and uh, Jalen. Jalen Smith has thirteen. So,
1: <clears throat> well, it makes um, sense that Anthony Brown's tackling so much because he lets so many people catch balls. So, yeah, we yeah, won't get into that. So. I'm gonna stay away from the DBs. <laughs> I got. <it>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me. Whenever, whenever I say, and I've said it for years, you all know that we are not putting enough emphasis on DB and free agency and draft. And I have said it, and said it, and said it, and said it, and said it, and, said it and, said it and and it continues to be a pain in our ass. So, um, all right. So my um, one positive, really, I mean, you guys kind of took them, um, kind of covered the main things that I was hoping to talk about. But definitely, Tony Pollard, um, you can't be mad at that. Um, if I'm trying to be, you know, different, I would say, you know, look at our defense. We got two turnovers. That's a big deal. Um, both of them were interceptions. So. You like to see our defense swarming. I loved seeing the aggressiveness that we were playing with. Um, I'd also say another small positive um, is Dak. Um, 23 for 27. Only four incomplete passes. And one of those was an interception. So three incomplete passes. Um, Not a stellar game. No, you know, didn't fill the stat book, but. He did enough to win the game. He managed the game, and he was efficient. So, you know, you like seeing that. Um, You obviously don't like seeing the interception, but, um, you know, definitely definitely a good thing to see him being very judicious with the ball, not turning it over um, too, too much, and then, you know, not throwing balls away all the time, not you know, having a really terribly low completion percentage. And then uh, for a negative, I mean, it's kind of tough. I don't really, I can't really think of anything that was a glaring negative um, other than, I guess, maybe, yes, we had two interceptions, but we also allowed 338 passing yards, so... You know, maybe we can clean some of that up.
1: All right. This episode is brought to you by Wayne's massive thighs. If you need a thigh guy, Wayne is that guy. So, Wayne, how did you get your massive thighs? I walked
2: to the refrigerator and ate a <laughs> whole lot. on squats on squats.
0: <laughs> so, that being said, we can roll into our week three preview of the Philly game. Um, We have a couple extra days to prep for this game because it is a Monday night um, matchup between Philly and it's our first home game. So that'll be fun to see um, having fans back in the stands. Of course they were reporting that Dallas had the majority of the fans in LA stadium. Although I don't know if I believe that because it was really fricking loud. Um, when the chargers were on defense when when dallas had the ball it was it was really loud in that stadium so i don't know if <clears throat> maybe it was uh, noise getting pumped in by by the uh press box or what but it, it definitely didn't sound like it was a dallas pro dallas crowd that game on sunday but and it was um, a
2: 55% to uh, 45% split and they said that was based on the ticket sales so i assume that was geographically based
0: yeah i'm i'm not sure or or how they went through maybe like if they go through a Dallas Cowboys site to buy them i don't know but yeah that that was i think it was it was like 55 to 45 or something like that um so it wasn't an overwhelming amount but still you would think um Great. you know it wouldn't be that loud but <clears throat> OK, so we have um, obviously Philly coming into town and um, let's go through what we think are one optimistic thing to feel about the game and one concern you might have about the game. So um, I'll start on this one <clears throat> and give my voice a break so I don't end up hacking uh, up a lung again. Um, I think coming into this game, we have momentum with our defense. I like the way we played um yes we did give a give away some you know passing yards against um herbert, but Hertz is not a you know known to be some great passing quarterback um he's a run threat obviously, but um you know he's more of a he's more of a running first quarterback than he is a a passing threat downfield so i like the opportunity here for our defense to um, you know, match up against a team that yes, they're one and one, but I think uh, there's a lot of question marks in Philly right now. Um, I just I feel I feel good about our opportunity as a D to really show out on on Sunday, especially or on Monday night, especially with um, you know seeing how well Micah Parsons played and in basically a new position for him since he's been in the pros. Um, it'll be a chance for him to. You know, put pressure on Jalen Hurts, keep him keep him uncomfortable, keep him honest. Um, you know, we got a good opportunity here really for our defense to shine, I think. So um that is that is one positive or one one uh optimistic thing I feel about it. Now one concern I do feel about for Sunday is our offense right now. You know, we started off hot in the first first quarter of Charters game and um yeah, you know, I don't know if it's just that the Chargers are that good on defense or if we got too predictable or what it might be, but um we don't like seeing two quarters of completely scoreless football. Uh didn't didn't feel good there. I'd like to see us, you know. Um bounce back, I guess, from I mean, that. We only you had get s- to get the
1: We only had seven possessions. We only had seven possessions on Sunday. So we actually came out above 50% on scoring drives.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see more possessions, clearly, but um, the, the the way the game was dictated and the way it was played, it, you know, it didn't play out for us to have a lot of offensive numbers. I realize that, too. but. think almost um, got
2: me in zone two on one, so it was kind of a it's throwaway. All, yeah. It's like that last second Hail Mary.
0: Right. But... Definitely. There's, there's some things to be concerned about. I think um, if you, if you want to look for them, but hopefully uh, also would like to see, you know, Zeke get a little bit more of the, of the run game if he can. Um, but I'm not mad about Pollard getting it. Uh, I'm I'm going to be happy about all that, but would, would like to see Zeke keep going, um, you know, get, get it together and get a, a good, you know, hundred yard game under his belt again and and get to feeling his you know in his comfort zone, confident and all that good stuff. So um but those are those would be mine um, if I had to pick any. So how about you, Daniel? What are your two um things that you're looking forward to or looking toward as an optimistic thing and one concern?
1: My optimistic thing plays back to what I said earlier about the offensive and defensive versatility is that we can from, you know, it's a two, two games. So, you know, it's still early, but from what I've seen is that if a game plan calls for passing, we can do that. If a game plan calls for running, we can do that offensively. So I have confidence in Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator rip after this year because he's going to get offered a job. Um, that he can keep the Eagles' defense on their toes Um, and Dak is progressing enough as a quarterback to where he can check out of run plays or check out of pass plays based on the defensive looks. I think all that's starting to mesh really well together to be able to have an extremely versatile offense to where it's going to be hard for a lot of defenses to stop it. Defensively, I mean, we're still young. We still have room to grow. The turnovers are great. Um, we still give up too many yards, too many bigger plays, but you know, as the season goes along, it will get better, barring injuries. Um, that's pretty my my optimistic view of things. I mean, offensively and defensively, like we're we're growing, we're getting better, and it's a home opener, and I just think that it's gonna be a it's gonna be a game. Let me tell you that uh, concern. Uh, would be the Philly secondary, especially if Cooper doesn't play, um, which might mean that we would run the ball a lot more. I know that Philly's got a good defensive line, um, but that's the only really concern that I have, other than you know Hertz being able to get out and and run. But I think that with Van Der Esch, Keanu Neal, Parsons if they scheme it right, they'll be able to keep Hertz below, you know, 50 yards rushing. So, um, but that's the, the, my concerns the secondary and then Hertz, Hertz rushing ability. So.
0: Yeah. I'd like to see, um, or I'm looking forward to seeing how we're able to control him. He is their leading rusher right now on 17 carries under 44 yards. He's got more yards than Tony Pollard right now. He's our leading rusher. So Um, but yeah, definitely you want to try to keep him at bay as best he can. So, uh, Wayne, how about you for, um, one optimistic and one concern? Yeah. So, I mean, I think
2: you guys have really touched on them, but it would be, you know, we did see reports of Amore with bruised ribs possibly, and he might not practice all week and whether he comes in or not. uh, it's to be seen. Um, so between that and uh, on the other side of the ball for us is, is hurts scrambling ability. Um, like you said, he is a leading rusher um, obviously 17 times a game doesn't really equal that he's doing design runs. So he's just getting outside the pocket. Um, so I really think that hopefully we do scheme it up right. And Maybe maybe this isn't the week that um, Parsons is going to rush the passer. Um, I saw some interesting comments made by both Quinn and McCarthy saying that, you know, he's good at everything and it can only benefit us and we'll use him where it's beneficial to us. Um, it only makes me think that possibly this week he could end up being a spy because I would say that he's actually faster than Jalen Hurts. Um So if they did that and then they just tried to have a run defense, um, I don't think that Hurts is going to sit back there and pick us apart um, unless we just don't rush at all and just stand there at the line of scrimmage, which I don't think that's true. I think we just try not to collapse the uh, rushing lanes to where he can get out. Um, But same time that rolls into the positive side is, and I think this might be a game that'll convince me either way, is are the coaches really who we think they are, right? Before, we always argued that no one ever schemed right, and then it seems they're scheming for each team, no matter defense or offense. Um, they seem to come with a game plan and stick to it, and shockingly, it works out. People are like, oh, they did so bad against the Chargers. Okay, well, they only allowed one touchdown, and they bowed up every time they got a chance to score and forced them into a field goal. So really, I'm happy with the way we're playing. I think Monday Night Football, home opener versus a rival who's on a road trip where they just traveled across the country and now they're going to go back home and practice and then come to Dallas. Um, I think that favors us some. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really... This game will tell us a lot about who we are as a team, I think, and um, what we're going to do in this league. Uh, We need to get out on a a fast start to the NFC East. I know it's never been a crazy strong division, um, but as crazy as it does get with all the uh, parity in it, it seems, even the worst teams somehow pull off a win every now and again. We need as many wins as we can get to start the season inside our division. That's mainly all I have for the optimistic and concerns.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I agree with all that for sure. Um, So that being said, this is the part part where we roll into our score predictions and our bold predictions. Wayne, you want to give us a little bold prediction sneak peek sounder? this week's
2: bold predictions
0: but <laughs> put you a little on the spot but it is what it is yeah got me, again got me. It's all right all right so um first of all i'll start with uh my score prediction for sunday or first i keep saying sunday uh for monday night um i think it's going to be 31 20 dallas and um my bold prediction i'm going to go with dak over 400 yards of passing and four touchdowns um might not be super, super bold, but um, based on what he's done so far this season, I think it's kind of, it kind of is, especially with our reliance on the run the last, last, this last game and um, our injuries at wide receiver right now. So um, Wayne, how about you? We'll go with your score prediction and bold prediction.
2: Yeah, no problem. So I think uh, for my bold prediction, I think that the defense slash special teams will come up with a score this week, okay? And then since we're the home team, I know you like doing the winning score first, but I like to keep it the way it is on the scoreboard. Um, my score that I predicted is 17 to 38.
1: 17 30, I, I, I,
2: Brought to you by a term used by the rapper, Fetty Wap, in his song Trap Queen, to represent his squad in New Jersey, the Remy Boys, 1738. The Remy Boys named themselves after a cognac liquor, which they claimed to be the finest, the Remy Martin, 1738.
0: I have no idea what just happened there. But <laughs> <all right. laughs>
1: that was very okay. well put, Wayne. I, I very much appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Just came out of nowhere. <laughs> the Remy boys. Okay. Um, good deal. Good deal. All right. Wayne, 38, 38 17 Dallas and bold prediction defense or special teams will get a touchdown. Uh, Daniel, how about you?
1: So, on February 16th, 1734, the mayor of Philadelphia, William Allen, married Margaret Hamilton. Also in 1734, the total population of Philadelphia was approximately 7,500. And there was a man by the name of William Cooper that owned 150 plots of land in Philadelphia. So my bold prediction is that Amari Cooper has 150 plus yards in this game. And obviously my score prediction is 17-34, to 34, Dallas.
0: I feel like you guys planned all this shit before the episode when you guys were talking earlier. No. Because I've never heard two things so freaking outrageous. All right, so Amari Cooper, who may not even play, will have 150 receiving yards. And 34-17, Dallas. All right. Once again, you guys picked some close scores. And Daniel, you're slamming right on that line, just like me. I like it. All right, so just to let's uh, recap our score predictions and bold predictions. Um, my my score prediction: thirty-one twenty Dallas. And bold prediction: Dak will have over four hundred yards passing and four touchdowns. Daniels' score prediction: thirty-four seventeen Dallas. Bold prediction: Amari Cooper will have one hundred and fifty receiving yards. Wayne, uh, score prediction: thirty-eight seventeen Dallas. Bold prediction, the defense or special teams will score a touchdown. <clears throat> that being said, we'll roll into our next portion of the show, where we like to talk about who we think are the fantasy must starts of the week. Um, Daniel and I focus on the year-long fantasy football. Wayne focuses on DFS. And um, this week's uh, guest question or um fan question comes from nathan and it's fantasy related so we'll talk we'll throw that question out real quick before we talk about fantasy must starts of the week Um, nathan's question submitted to us via our discord page join us on our discord the link will be in the description is pollard fantasy relevant now or at least relevant as a solid flex play i think it's an awesome question because honestly i've been thinking before the season even started that pollard was a was a fantasy relevant um player this season um we've seen flashes of him doing greatness or playing great in the, in the past since he's been on the team and i think that's no no different now um if anything we're seeing that like we've mentioned earlier i think it was daniel was talking about our willingness to not just stick with the players who get paid the most money, um, but actually, you know, earn the playing time by how well they're playing. And um, yes, to answer your question, Nathan, I think Pollard is a fantasy relevant player this, this season. And actually I'm going to say he is your fantasy must start of the week. If especially you're um, having injuries at the running back position, or you have a flex spot that you're struggling to uh, fill I would say Pollard needs to be in that lineup. Daniel, how about you?
1: I think it depends on if it's what what size league you're in. Twelve to fourteen team, yes. Ten league or ten ten team league, no. Um, I think there's plenty of other players out there that are going to have good games week in and week out, and Pollard isn't one of those players. Um, it's going to be game specific. So if you know football and if you know opposing defenses and know what you think the Cowboys will do as far as a run game, then you, you, you know, having him on your bench is great because if you're smart and you can, you, you see the other teams, see the matchup and know when to play him, then yes. But I don't think that he's an every, every week starter unless you're in a 12 to 14 team league.
0: That's fair. How about your fantasy must start of the week?
1: I mean Cedric Wilson, I'm going to say it again, especially if Cooper's not in.
0: Yeah, I, de- I definitely think you need to be monitoring the um the injury report on Sunday. Oh, yeah, Sunday to find out about Cooper's status for sure. And you know, if you have Wilson on your bench, definitely keep him you know ready and maybe move um if you have him as like a handcuff to Cooper or whatever you want to say or if you're you're not sure, I would put whoever you're thinking about switching at your at your flex this week so that you can you know swap in wilson if you have to but um i definitely agree especially if cooper is out wilson is definitely a must play <clears throat> with Gallup and with Gallup and cooper out yeah he's he's going to see a lot more targets so um just naturally so wayne how about you for uh dfs this week who who we got who's good value Um, What you looking at this week for DFS?
2: All right, so since we're on a Monday uh, night game, there's really not many options here because you're going to go to uh, Thursday through Monday slate, which includes every single game that's scheduled this week. Um, So it really makes it uh, dependent on how you want to build out your lineup. But while I'm looking at it, um, you're not going to play Dak because he's, He's more expensive than Tom Brady. He's more expensive than Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's the cheapest, and the best uh, game to blow up this week of all the slates is probably that Rams-Bucks game. I'm going to guess that that's just going to be very similar to the game that the Cowboys played versus the Bucks. Um, So you're going to want to load up on some expensive guys like Stafford and Cup and, and then run it back with Gronk and maybe, you know just choose one of the box receivers, right? Um, Pollard, as far as DFS, he's so similar to Zeke and price. Um, neither of them really make any sense unless you think one of them has a very good matchup. Um, and you're just going to gamble on them being the hot hand for the week. So I don't really like either of them this week. Um, it's just kind of – that reminds me too much of the Patriots backfield for the past, like, you know, five or six years. Um, it can be every couple games one of those guys just goes off and you're like, oh, he's the guy for the rest of the season. And then next week he only gets two carries. So, I mean, I think ours are going to be splitting the carries and, and touches a lot more, but very similar and something to kind of uh, stay away from. That's more – Something like Daniel was saying, if you're in a a year long with a a deeper league and you need a guy um, that could be brought in, you know, in a game-specific situation, I think that he's a decent play if you got room on the bench to stash him just for those games or if he's usually, you know, a free agent that you can pick up or whatever. Um, I do like Cedric Wilson. I love his discount. Um, if Amari, I don't even care if Amari's playing or he's not playing because what's going to happen if he doesn't practice all week and his ribs are still sore, he's not going to run the best routes. He's going to be more of a decoy. Um, But I think more than anything, if you're going to still have room to pay up for someone, um, I feel like you just got to hammer CD lamb in this situation because he's going to be the most proven guy out there for Dak. Um, but really, I think that, uh, I don't think there's going to be anyone overly you know, in the spotlight in this game uh, one way or the other. I think it's going to be a pretty well-rounded game that we end up just getting our points. Um, no fantasy guy just outdoes anyone else. And in a game where it's a full slate and a couple games are going to go just crazy, I honestly probably wouldn't play many of the Cowboys this week, being where they're at um but Cedric Wilson is super cheap on DraftKings at like 3800 bucks so if you need someone to just throw in there um he didn't really see as many targets as I thought he might since Gallup went down um but I do believe he is a guy that could get some targets this week just like I said if Amari's out there I personally think that he could be more of a a decoy um all that being said way the nfl plays games they could be telling the press this just so philly thinks the same thing and he might do what daniel said and break out for 150 yards so it's really up in the air but i don't think that there's a a cowboy worth uh starting in a full slate of games on dfs this week
0: all right fair enough that's a pretty good analysis there That's why we keep Wayne around. Pretty much that's the only thing, only reason why. So, That's a great breakdown, honestly. That and your thunder thighs.
1: Yep. (laughs) So Wayne's the DFS guru. I'm the producer. So why are you here?
0: (laughs) Me? Have we figured it out yet?
1: (laughs) I'm I'm just just busting your balls.
0: I'm just here because I'm the connection between you two, I guess. Uh, no,
1: it, I mean, this this whole podcast was your idea, so we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So so. Doesn't
0: get fined.
1: Yeah, you're, you're just. Damn here. right, you're... it
0: was my idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm. I'm so, just here so I don't get fined, and I want to eat some Skittles. Um, that's also, why your I'm throat here. hurts.
1: You're getting it too raw, man. Stop <laughs> eating so many Skittles.
0: No, it's it hurts because I have COVID. All right. Damn oh, it.
1: I forgot about that. I forgot about that virus, virus thing. thing that's yet. out there. Let's not. Let's not yeah. start this conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's not go there, eh, please.
1: <laughs> I have to um, I, I try my hardest to ignore it and then football season comes back up and then it's all COVID talk on the Cowboys. It's like, "Stop it. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> I had you in so, July yes. and I don't want you anymore." Okay, sorry. That
2: way to talk about Randy
0: Gregory being back.
1: Oh yeah, we forgot to mention Arlen.
0: that. He's still on the I just I, I was looking at it and not I don't know what to, how to rule it because um, yesterday Mike McCarthy said um, that his illness from COVID 19 is why he missed Sunday's game and that he will be back at team facilities on Wednesday. Now, that being said, do we know, you know, how? Yeah, they said he was going to come back to practice on Wednesday. So is it because he was a positive? that he was not there or because he was sick that he was not
2: there. I would say the way it seemed to me is that he passed his final test, but it was either not soon enough or they still had questions about, uh, him being able to still transmit or, or pass on. And they didn't want him to be in the facility, or around anyone to put this week's game in jeopardy kind of thing, you know what I mean,
0: yeah, so i mean yeah if he's if he's full health like the covid thing wasn't really real or it was a mild case and he's already over it, whatever, then yeah, I think Gregory is gonna make a huge difference for our for our defense, especially this week with a running threat at quarterback he's gonna make you know make that holding those um those ends you know, and keeping keeping Jalen Hurts in the pocket, I think that's gonna be really key. So um excited to have him back if he is able to go, which uh, which it looks possible possible that he will. Um <clears throat> and then you know the other ones that we have right now listed as questionable, uh Dorrance Armstrong, another defensive end, Ty Nsecky, uh Donovan Wilson, and of course Mari Cooper, which we've talked to talked about at length. So um, and then for Philly, they have listed as questionable. They have Davian Taylor and Rodney McLeod at safety and linebacker. And then Zach Ertz is listed as out, and they have two on injured reserve Brandon Graham and Brandon Cooks that they put there this, uh, just today, actually.
1: <clears throat> nice.
0: So You'll that being said. It. I don't really think there's anything else that we need to go over today that brings us to our closing thoughts. So, um once again as we always like to say, you know, we'd love to have you guys join us on our Discord channel. Um, the, the link, link is in, the, dis- oh, in the description, correct?
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: <laughs> the link is in my bio. <laughs> yeah, link
0: yes, in bio. Yes, all of that. And um you know, we right now our Discord's pretty sad. There's not very many people on there. Um, most of them are not even Cowboys fans, so we'd love to have you guys join us on our Discord channel, um, so we can talk talk the game while it's going on. Talk, you know, Cowboys in between, and you know, just enjoy banter with other football fans who aren't Cowboys fans. So just, um, they're just
2: confused.
0: They're yeah, they're I think they're closet Cowboys fans, honestly. Yeah,
2: yeah, um, they're just they're just confused. Every so, every every hater is really mm-hmm. fan. Just misguided in their hate. That's right. That's right.
0: So um, yeah, definitely join us on our Discord. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, of course, um, you know, subscribe to our channel. Uh, make sure you get our uh, or subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you get our podcast as soon as it drops, um, which will be Thursday morning. Um, hopefully, we'll keep it that way every week, and you'll be getting that you know in your. Um, whatever podcast app that you use to download um, and listen, you'll have that there on Thursday morning as soon as you wake up, ready to listen to your listen to on your drive to work or wherever it is that you might listen to us. So, um, anything you guys want to say before we sign out?
1: So I take bubble baths on Thursday morning with a glass of wine at six a.m. just to listen to us. I'm like so, if six you're not
0: different candles.
1: Yeah, like multiple, like like so many different scented candles that it just smells like a turd. <clears throat> yeah, with like sense. some some body butter, you know, that's mm, my Thursday morning butter. at six a.m.
0: Body butter, love. But, it.
1: Yeah, so so if I <laughs> so if I can wake up to do that, then you can definitely listen to it on your drive to work, listeners.
2: Yes, I think That um, Trayvon Diggs finds himself in really good situations around the ball, but he gets burnt a lot. That's my closing argument.
0: It wasn't really an argument and it's not a military thing. You wouldn't understand <laughs> <laughs> completely off the wall. Okay. I mean, it's been a, been a fun episode for sure. Hopefully you guys will come back next week and listen to us after this crazy whirlwind of an episode. So um, thank you guys once again. Um, remember, subscribe to our podcast so you can get um, alerts as soon as the podcast drops on Thursday morning. And let's go, Cowboys. Bubble baby bubble bumpers. Bubble baby bubble bumpers. Cowboys, 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 Cowboys. now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. Are you literally reading off of a paper right now? Snoopy was stabbed by a spear. I would like an Arnold Palmer at the omelet parlor.
1: I would like a new host for this podcast.
0: The bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. All right, I quit.